Hey, you busy? Mm-mm. Okay, let me run something past you real quick. For the last couple of days, I want to say maybe like a week or so, I have been feeling this urge to not put off things that I truly want to do, to try to demolish the part of me that is inclined to veer toward delayed gratification, to really put forth my own desires, my own really whatever it is that I truly want to bring that to the forefront. And right away, before I really did any real research or took any additional thoughts, the first thing that came to mind was, "Mm, it's time to manifest it. We hear that so often. There's people on, you know, social media, IG, whatever, that's like, "Mm, you got to manifest the things that you wanted, this, that, and the third. But I'm really careful about speaking things that I heard someone else say without really understanding the meaning behind it. Because what I don't want to do is uh, be asking for (laughs) something in the spiritual realm or saying something that leads me nowhere. And so I just felt truly inclined to look up the word manifest, hmm, shall we? You know, I know the uh, deacons over there, the New Oxford Dictionary, the bishops and the ministry. Yeah, so I looked that up real quick and I, it said manifest is pretty much they have two definitions. One is the adjective, the other is a verb. The adjective says clear or obvious to the eye or mind. I was like, okay, that's not necessarily it. Uh, the verb display or show by one's acts or appearance demonstrate. So I was like, I think the culture is using the term manifest wrong. Yes. And so immediately I was like, okay, Holy Spirit, um, what are we trying to say? Because <laughs> we know the language, but we don't really be knowing the language, you know, because we be like, we over here c- conversating, ma'am, sir. Is very much conversing. Uh uh-uh, uh, because irregardless, what? I'm so very much not a word. <laughs> what are you doing? So we be knowing the words, we just don't be knowing knowing the words. You see what I'm saying? And so Holy Spirit was like, I get you. Uh the term that you're looking for is fruition. I said, Well, let me see if the bishops have it there, the new Oxford dictionaries. So it's a noun. The first definition says the point at which a plan or project is realized. The second says the state or action of producing fruit. And immediately I thought of the Bible. Immediately I thought of how many times the Bible uses agricultural terms such as seed, right? That um, one seed, you know, was thrown, it, it didn't take deep root, so it was taken up by the birds and the other seed. And so, you you know, the farmer and the parable with that, and he buried the money and the one had five talents. And, t- and so you always are kind of hearing or is referencing to something being a seed. And I immediately thought about John. And the fact that uh, Jesus is real clear, okay, that if there was something that you was confused about on the seed and agriculture, if you were like, listen, I didn't really do too good in science and biology, it's okay, okay? Uh, Jesus got you covered. God bless you. And we're going to read real quick from John 15. Uh, You know I read from the NLT version, right? Cool. Uh, Let's just jump right into it. This is Jesus speaking because my elder taught me that if it's in red, that's what Jesus said. So that's how I'm going to go ahead and and, uh, continue that verbiage. 
Verse 1. I am the true grapevine, and my father is the gardener. 2. He cuts off every branch of mine that doesn't produce fruit, and he prunes the branches that do not bear fruit so they will produce more fruit. 3. You have already been pruned and purified by the message I have given you. 4. Remain in me, and I will remain in you, for a branch cannot produce fruit if it is severed from the vine, and you cannot be fruitless unless you remain in me. I'm sorry, you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. Five, yes, I am the vine. You are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Six, Anyone who does not remain in me is thrown away like a useless branch and withers. Such branches are gathered into a pile to be burned. Seven, but if you remain in me and my words remain in you, you may ask for anything you want and it will be granted. Mm. Thank you, Lord. Eight, when you produce much fruit, you are my true disciples. This brings great glory to my father. Nine, I have loved you even as my father has loved me. Remain in my love. Ten, when you obey my commandments, you remain in my, in my love, just as I obey my father's commandments and remain in his love. Eleven, I have told you these things so that you will be filled with my joy. Yes, your joy will overflow. Pause. Let me tell you where this is coming from. Today, I had uh, an opportunity to witness something that was once again life-changing. There was a employee that retired um, some years ago. She gave a collective 32 years and retired at the awesome age of 70. God bless her, right? Uh, that was amazing. Hand clap of praise for that baby. We went ahead and received notification that she passed away last week. They informed us of it today. And so when I was able to look at the date that she passed versus the date that she retires, it was an eight-year difference. And the first thing that came to my mind was, I wonder how she lived her life. I wondered if she lived the 70 years to you know, it's full capacity or does she wait until retirement and kind of try to cram all that in within eight years? Like, I wonder what her life looked like. Like I, I wondered if I could sit down and have a bird's eye view with Jesus and, or, you know, just be able to look at her or sit down with her and just say, so how would you have rated your life? How would you have rated your experiences? Would you really say that you've grown? Do you feel like there's some areas you could have done better? Would you have lived more when in your younger years? Or do you feel like you did exactly what you would supposed to do did you were you on the trajectory to living a life that was satisfying would you say that this was something that you know what if you had to do one more round you would do it the same exact way like what some things that you're saying mm, I, I could have tweaked it there and I should have cut it off shorter there and I should have held off longer there like I would really have loved to just have a ear to her 78 years of experience and immediately what started happening to me is just highlighting the season that I'm currently in. Uh, I have grown past the portion of manifesting, which is when you're just letting something be known, you're just realizing it. And I'm definitely seated in fruition, which is close to being 
where you are birthing a thing, in my opinion, when you get so close to God that you're like, listen, this next couple of decades of my life, this next phase and seasons of my life, I understand that I'm not going to be able to do it without you. I am clear that if I'm not in you and you are not in me, that what I have in me will not come to pass. I am clear that I can ask for whatever I want, but as long as it's aligning to what you have for me, because when you are with me, there nothing can stand against me. There's just something about knowing that when you sit with God and you walk with him, it's a different kind of walk. You hear him different. You hear him more intimately. There are things that you, other people are wondering about and I don't have to play Marco Polo in the spirit I know that God is speaking to me and it's something about that it's so comforting I'm literally sitting in a seat that I only could have imagined to be there are some things that I have wrote down and made plain right it was the manifestation God, I want this in my career. I want this in my account. I want, I mean, even down to the pup pups. I said I wanted a boy first and then I wanted a girl. And then the time frame that I wanted them. And I mean, lit- to the car, to the, and not, and I didn't want to name things that are tangible, but I, I, what I'm naming are things that are in my heart. Things that I have been mulling over in my mind or my heart and just kind of like man I would really want down to the degree that I wanted the career choice that I wanted to make but what I'm starting to realize is that people chose stagnation because either they don't have a clear depiction of what that can look like for them or they've never seen anyone walk it out in a way that would trigger something in them to want to go ahead and start growing their own fruit in their capacity Or it's something in them that says, this is as far as I believe that uh, God will go with me. And something about that is a little bit, it's a little bit eerie to me. I know the Bible says you have not because you ask not, but I'm starting to realize that I don't think that we truly understand that we can ask for anything. Like, and, and it may sound really remedial or simple, like we don't, we can't ask God for that. No, asking it's prayer life. Talking to God is prayer life. Let me give you an example. I, I got my nails done the other day. I love them. I got them a little bit longer than what they're used to being. But um, the worst thing that could ever happen is, uh, and any female can tell you, getting your nails chipped and you don't plan on getting them done for another week or two. Okay. And I saw that certain things happen. I looked at my nail like, oh, oh okay, nothing's wrong. I took that opportunity to cast my care to the point that I said, God, I want you to look over my nails so that they do not break. I want them to stay strong. I want them to stay in perfect shape until I go ahead and get them done again. Prior versions of me would have thought, you can't ask God for that because we have been conditioned to think it is only limited to financial woes, uh, medical situations, stuff that, you know, is deep, deep with family members, stuff that's just, oh, no, 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 bound, right? We, we don't understand that you can go grocery shopping and say, God, you know, help me choose the best fruit. Don't let me choose anything that's expired. Give me the best deals in here, God. Go ahead and give me favor that I won't be on long lines, Lord. Let it be that while I'm in here nothing is happening to my vehicle outside that there will be no carts no anything nobody who can't park or do anything right with their vehicle that my vehicle won't be harmed God I pray that the uh gas that I put in there that it extends far beyond like literally like are you asking 
to the point, like to your highest capacity. Like if the Bible says that uh, he will give us more than we can ever imagine ever. It's like, yeah, he wants to give that. But are you even able to position your mind to think that way to even ask to that capacity? Like, would it baffle you if God, if you ask God, I want to double and triple my, my annual salary this year. I want to take my business from here to there this year. I want to go ahead and do A, B, and C. Like, do you understand that this Bible is saying, bro, if you are rooted in God, if he goes ahead and makes sure that you are aligned in him and, and you making sure that you are planted where you're supposed to be, abide in me and he will abide. Like, he's saying these things. Like, I need you to go ahead and read it. Like, do you understand that he's saying when you produce fruit, you bring glory to his name? Yeah, let's get past the part of manifestation, manifesting something. No, I think you realized a long time ago that job wasn't for you. I think you realized a long time ago that relationship is not serving you well. I think you realized a long time ago, yeah, that car got another six to whatever months on it. I think you realized a long time ago that debt is just really, it don't feel good. It's like a monkey on your back, ain't it? Like the backpack of all backpacks, like you feel like another Ninja Turtle. That shell is extremely heavy. You understand that? I think you realize that that particular family member, you're going to have to distance yourself a little bit from. So we're far past the, the portion of manifestation. Where we're at now is the point of fruition. Fruit, seed. Need you to go ahead and ask God to let make sure that your soil, that your surrounding is 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 so nutritious that when you get into this situation, that you don't have to spend more time than necessary to go ahead and produce the fruit that is required of you. There are some things that I'm getting ready to incur that is blowing my mind because I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm getting ready to be center stage and be able to do a 360 and realize every part of this was once a manifestation of mine. It was a prayer. It was a thought process. It was a write it down and make it plain. It was that. But to transfer over from manifestation to fruition shows that you link God in that. Like to truly get out of the the works of the flesh. Yeah, it's one thing to get a car and have to muscle and bustle it. And, okay, that's your car payment. Ooh, that means you got to work a little harder. may have to get a second job. It's one thing to say, okay, you know, that's my husband or that's my wife, so I'm going to go ahead and you you Expedia.com. Like, like you really trying to get things on the fast track because you're like, bro, I need to, I'm trying to go ahead and marry you before we go ahead and do something we ain't supposed to be doing. But you're missing all the key ingredients. Fruition is not speed. It's knowing that you have truly added God to a situation that the only thing that it can do is produce more of its kind. It literally says, I'm going to prune you so you can produce more. And if you are producing more, great, I'm going to prune you again so you can keep producing. And so don't ever think that you would get to a place where you have arrived and everything is okay. God is like, cool, you got to that part of your career. Let me go ahead and prune you more so that you can excel more. Let me go ahead and make you start being uh, putting a disciplehood in, in, in your 
company of choice. Like, yeah, you reached that, but now I want you to go ahead and start being so productive, okay, producing more that you go ahead and you are making sure that employees underneath you and beside you that they're getting what they need and that you don't, that's why the crab in a barrel mentality is really, really demonic because that means that you don't let people go further than what you've gone. But um, nine times out of 10, God is going to test you to see, can you watch someone else excel and, and be excited for them? Can you watch someone else excel and depart and go to greater heights? And you just like, well, <laughs> I guess that's it. Maybe that means that you have gone as far as you can with that person on that journey. He wants to take you somewhere else. I'll give you a perfect example. Beyonce and Latoya Luckett. They both was in those previous girl groups. You know, the Destiny Child, the girls' time, the all of that. When Beyonce decided to go solo, it was like, oh, Latoya Luckett tried to do a couple of albums. She had a couple of hits. Torn in between the two, because I really want to be with you. Like, we, we know her songs, right? She got a couple little, little, little hits there and there, but she didn't have the success Beyonce had. It would have been so easy for her to feel like, yo, you know what? And try to do things that would have demeaned Beyonce or try to, you know, try to make some money on selling stories and secrets. But you know what she did? She kind of merged off of the singing path and Latoya Luckett excelled in the acting career. Man, she did great on Greenleaf. She had some other movies that she did. And so it just goes to show you, you don't have to feel any kind of ill will toward anyone because they've excelled in a path that you were formerly with them on, maybe that means that now it's time for you to exit and really propel in, in the path that you were intended on. Because flip side, Beyonce may have been in some uh, movies, but I, I ain't going to hold you. I love that grandbaby. She can't act. She does real well on her music videos. Okay. But when it comes to reading the script and bringing it to fruition, no, ma'am. It's a strong no, ma'am. And it's Okay. <laughs> stay in your zone of genius we talked about that before remember stay in your zone of genius but just be really clear that wherever it is that God has you he is almost it's a mandate that you produce more of your kind that you are more fruitful so you just don't get to get married and then you just stay that same person like really you gonna just be 32 years the same person? You're going to do football numbers with somebody and never grow? Like, how selfish is that? How selfish is it not to cultivate yourself, to want to be a better version of yourself? How selfish is it for Apple to just be like, I just want to remain an Apple? I'm talking about the fruit, not the company. You don't want to see how many different ways you can flip an apple, bro. You can make apple juice. You can make apple chips. You can make apple pie. You can make apple flavored candy. You can make, bro, they put an apple in other juices to make it have a different kind of taste. Like, what if the apple was like, no, okay, I just want to stay on this tree. Y'all have a nice day. But the same way that the apple can be fruitful, and be seen in different versions, but it's still very clear that the manifestation for that apple was, I want for you to be more than just something that you pick from a tree, more than just something that somebody can slice and have for lunch. I want to actually make something that is, you will be in many forms. You will be fruitful. 
I feel like that's what God is looking at us and saying the same exact thing. And bigger than that, he's like, if I'm in you and you and me, I want you to grow so powerfully that people are like, oh, my gosh, because it brings glory to me when you shine like that, when you elevate to that level, when you go to different places. And they're like, how did you get here? And the only answer you can give is God. Man, I didn't have the accolade for that. God, man, I didn't have all the money. God, man, I didn't have. And that is why you will never, ever, ever in your particular path, you will never have the full package to do what you were supposed to do because the story has to be so compelling at times that it has to look like the only thing that you can add in the gray area. That's the question mark is that God did it. How was you going to explain how you met? Oh, boy. How are you going to explain how you knew old girl was it within a couple of months and you dated people for years and, and now all of a sudden you knew this in, in like record time? How? How is it that you're able to explain divine intervention? Stop saying something told me. That was definitely God making sure that he orders your steps. I want us to get to the point that we are truly in a place of we move past manifestation and we're on this thing that we're like, yo, God, like it's time to be fruitful. In all capacities, even in the levels that I thought I already had it. Bruh, and I think that's why he gives you 18 years of, of soul parenting. Because you can be the same parent to the same child and learn different things about that child and yourself if you do it right. You can do the same thing in relationships. You can be friends with whomever for however long. And that's why people start to realize, ooh, you know what? I think that this is the end of the road. Like, this is very boys to men. It's given very much end of the road with this relationship. Because if you didn't grow enough to see that I need you in a different capacity, then you'll start to see that people are, um, they're not growing with you. And if you're not careful, you'll be a college student doing crisscross applesauce in a daycare center. Like that, that is what that looks like proverbially. Okay. When you are mismatched with someone, you, you can be unevenly yoked in relationships that are not intimate. You can be unevenly yoked in friendships. You can be unevenly yoked in, uh, uh, environments like your job. I'll give you a perfect example. I went to a uh, Starbucks today and this woman had the nastiest attitude to the point that I was on the phone and my friend was like, oh. I was like, did you sense that too? She was like, yeah. And the meeting, I was like, oh, she must have worked at McDonald's before because I ain't go. <laughs> but you see what I'm saying? Attitude and Starbucks, they don't go hand in hand. I mean, very far and few between. Nice and, you know, lower caliber uh, places. I'm not going to shout out nobody's grandbaby's uh, company. But you're expecting to be like, oh, yeah, I expected for you to have a little bit of sass when I, I ordered that. <laughs> and and the attitude that she had when I was ordering, I was like, mm, that that was kind of. But it, it when I looked at who was taking the order, she was she looked misplaced. Yeah, that was a clear indication that, ma'am, did you read the? Have you been to a Starbucks before you applied to it? Th that that uh, displacement uh, is actually a disappointment to the people around you. Because you're in a location um, that actually prides itself on a little bit of excellence. Now when you don't give that, other people now have to experience uh, your your displacement. Because you're displaced and you're giving off attitude. Maybe because you can't keep up. Maybe it's too fast-paced for you. Who knows? But you chose to work in, uh, in an environment that is extremely known for its level to meet customer service and all kind of complaints. There have been times that I'm like, uh, you didn't make the decaf. They're like, give it. I'll make the whole thing over again. 
happened. So either you didn't know enough about the company that you decided to plant yourself in to realize that if you go there, you wouldn't be fruitful. You wouldn't be growing in that environment. Did you learn enough about old boy before you decided to go from friends or courting or dating to being his girlfriend? Like maybe he's just really good at the friend capacity um, and he doesn't do too good when it comes time to be in a relationship with someone. That's why you see people years down the line and go, you know, we're better as friends. You figure that out four kids down the line and how many years of marriage? Like maybe you should have done enough homework in the beginning that should have made you say, mm, you know what? I think the responsibility tip, not so much. You were good as a worker, but when it comes to being a supervisor, not so much. You do good at maintaining your own desk. You don't do good with leadership. That's a completely different thing. And I think that that's what we need to go ahead and pair ourselves and know ourselves enough to know, am I fruitful in that environment? Am I fruitful in that particular seat? Am I fruitful if I go ahead and plant myself? Do you realize that everywhere that you decide to spend your time, that's a place that you were saying, I am fruitful here. You are fruitful in that relationship, in that friendship, at that job, with these particular finances, with how you're managing your money now. Like all the things you are literally saying, if you go ahead and pause real quick and do a zoom out bird's eye view, you are saying exactly what's in my life right now is exactly the things and the places that I feel that I am my most fruitful in. If not, this is the call. <laughs> uh, I'm ringing the alarm, okay? I need you to change some of this stuff. When I realized that this woman worked uh, to her 70s and had eight years of, of not working, that made me a little nervous, okay? Did she spend her time well? I would have loved to know that. But we can't, we can't answer those questions right now, right? All we can do is learn from things that give us a little bit of a spiritual, physical nudge and say, you know what, what am I going to do better so that when I get to 70, uh, I don't only have a, a however many years left to go ahead and try to make up for lost time. Like, are you living while you're alive or are things still stuck in the manifestation cube? That you're, you, know, you have the hopeful wish cube. That your heart literally looks like something that is the equivalent of, um, you know, a suggestion box. Like, you know what, one day I would like to, and then I always wanted to. And man, and that's the people that live the woulda, coulda, shoulda lives. Why don't we move from the suggestion box, the manifestation portion of life to being extremely fruitful where when you look at your life and you do a 360, you're like, my God, my God, what you've done with my life. The fact that you, you were able to take my mustard seed size of faith, that you were able to take the things that I was kind of hesitant on, but I believed you more than I believed in my feelings, that I believed you more than what I looked saw in my bank account, that I believed you more than what the statistics said. And so now that I'm looking around, I'm saying, God, if you can do that, I know you can do more. And I'm doing a 360 saying everything that's currently in my life are the things that I feel like I can be fruitful in. And I know that God's going to continue to make me produce more and more of his kind. And so I'm going to continue to position myself in places and in relationships and in, in surroundings that do nothing but allow me to multiply. Give yourself enough room to multiply wherever you're at. Do not ever commit to anything that requires for you to play small. Because when you play small, you actually take the glory away from God. It literally says in John 15 that when you produce much fruit, that it brings glory to God. So when you don't produce much fruit, what is that doing? I feel like that's stealing glory from God. 
you were created for a purpose bigger than letting it just be a manifestation. I want you to get past that. I don't want you to manifest it. I think that that's the blueprint. I think that it's obvious. Manifestation to me is the equivalent of saying, I'm hungry. Okay, so now that we're clear that you're hungry, your stomach is growling, we have all the evidence that says, yeah, you, you most definitely are hungry. Can we get to the fruition part where we actually start to plot point a plan on how we're going to get food and fill ourselves? And matter of fact, can we go the extra mile? Okay, once you went ahead and fed yourself, you may have gone to a restaurant. Can we go ahead and put some groceries together? Can we put a list together and buy the groceries? Okay, so we bought the groceries. Can we bring the groceries home so that we can go ahead and make a recipe? Okay, so now we could. So now you don't only have a meal that lasted you that one time when you went to the restaurant. Now you got something you can possibly meal plan uh, for five days. Can we go a little deeper than that? Can we add some more to which you can actually cook? Like that is the idea of being fruitful to bringing things to fruition manifestation is a thought process it's things that stay on paper and go nowhere it's things that are in your heart and go nowhere it's conversations of what if you know i i, I want to have or i had a great idea how many great ideas are you going to have before they actually become a manifestation um or a fruition of your manifestation how many things like yo how if you were to write down all your ideas that god ever gave you in a composition book do you have at least two that have come to pass yeah that is fruition and so if you are just being uh, very stagnant in the manifestation portion, I- I'm glad that it's out. I'm glad that you it became a realization. I'm glad that it's a, you know what, I would want to do one day, but can one day be someday soon? Like, can we go ahead and make sure that we are not uh, in our rocking chair saying what we would have done if we had more time or if we had more resources or if we had more of a, a support system, if we had more? No. Would it boggle your mind that you have all that you need? All you need to do is abide in him and he will abide in you and anything that he has of in your heart, that he placed in your heart, that he allowed to remain in your heart, that he will allow it to bear fruit. Never seen a farmer plant something and their land was desolate. Never seen it. I need you to start planting with the intention of seeing that being produced. What am I trying to say to you? I am trying to say that um, I don't want you just to be known as a dreamer. I don't want you to just be so inclined to uh, have these great ideas that just remain ideas. I don't want you to have the postcard to the things in your life. I really want you to plot point and get with God and find out where that particular coordinate is at so you can enjoy the island to that postcard. Like I truly want that for you. And it's only because I had a just a sneak peek of what that feels like and what that looks like. And I'm like, my gosh, my gosh, I Listen, I, I want to ask bold prayers. I want to ask things boldly in my prayers. I seen where Moses in Exodus was like, listen, uh, God, can I see you in your, in your glorious presence? Like, I really want you to start doing some things that looks like if he can give me more than I can imagine or ever believe or think or anything, I really want to pos- position myself to start thinking that big, to start asking bigger, to start, you know what, and if he can give me that, then he can give me that. Like, I really want and it not to be based on 
tangible items but more so of God I'm believing you in a different way now like I'm not I'm not babe in a cry in Christ no more I'm not in a place that I'm just asking you for things because I want to be flashy with it I'm asking you for things so we can go ahead and break generational curses so that I can go ahead and bring forth generational worth so I can go ahead and bring a fortune to my bloodline so that it's not just tangible items but I'm bringing knowledge that my ancestors never had that I'm eating different that I'm doing things different and it may not just be tangible food but Maybe you eat in the word of God a little bit differently. It says that, what does it say in the Bible? That man can't live by bread alone, right? So it may be some things that you're ingesting now, and it, it's starting to show like, ooh, sis, what are you drinking? Sir, what, what are you? what's your regime? Because the way that your skin is glowing in the spiritual realm, it's something happening. I need you to start ingesting and digesting things so differently that when you pass it on to, to your bloodline, when you pass it on, to the, your friendships and your relationships, that you start seeing fruition, multiplication of the seed that God planted in you. What's my challenge to you? Are you fruitful? Or have you been stuck in just manifesting it? Are you fruitful? But did it feel comfortable enough just to manifest it? Are you, are you fruitful? Or have you just gotten to the place that you're like, you know what, um, I'm I'm better than what I was a couple of years ago. I'm better than, you know, my aunts and my uncles were. I'm better than what my parents were. I'm better. And so you have this uh, comparison of the past, but what you're really doing is you're denying wholeheartedly a prosperous future. I don't want that for us. I don't want that for me. Most importantly, I don't want that for us. And so with that being said, I feel like you got what you needed. Mm-hmm. You know what these conversations are. They are life-provoking conversations, conversations that not the average person is going to have with you, but who your favorite homegirl, Kay. And can I just ask a favor real quick? Can we scratch that manifested um, notion? Because I think what we're truly trying to get to is uh really bringing it to fruition. Okay? Thanks. I'm going to let you go ahead and let you let me go. Okay. Talk to you later. Later.